Now the shotgun start in golf is full of mathematics. Um, there's a lot of a lot of setup work that we have to do in order to make a tournament work. So I'm going to demonstrate to you just exactly how we do a shotgun start here. And here we go. All right, all right, all right. Gentlemen, start your Greetings and welcome to a Monday edition of the Shotgun Start. It is April 26th. Andy, how are we doing? Brendan, I am uh, I'm doing great. I'm just uh, I'm living the California life. I've played uh, 72 holes of golf in the last three days. Oh my God. <laughs> Must be rough. Must be tough. Thank you for your service. I appreciate it's, it. It's hard. When, it's tough work when it's work. I don't understand how people have time to play. Yeah, it is work. All right, I understand that. I don't understand how people play golf. I got much. I got the Oscars on in the background. Well, you know what? I've never heard of any of these. Like, I don't understand how people have time to watch movies. I don't understand how people have time to play golf. But I, congratulations on I'll, your your ability. Let me to tell play you golf. how. They don't have four kids. Oh, that's true. That's true. How was your event yesterday? It was great. It was. It's always so fun to meet people uh, that you know. It's just it's great people. Who knew that there's such so many great people in the world? But you know, I, I would I, say I you would generally lean towards more like hating people, not oh, wanting to meet people. There's don't, so many, don't so talk many. to me, kind of person. But I guess it sounds like you had the right crowd. Right crowd, yeah. We had a, we had a one of the greatest performances that I've ever seen in my life happen there. Um, a 27 handicap shot, 84. <laughs> oh come on! And then. That this is on. the boomerang you had it scheduled last year your first event back yeah. right since the pandemic was a year delayed in uh, california wait a, wait wait, wait. A 84 a scintillating net 57 from a 27 in the morning was there all sorts of screaming and hollering about this i would assume <laughs> yeah they and then he went the, he won the shootout he he hit some incredible shots it was I've never seen a 27 play like it. Watched I mean, it's always uncomfortable. Play golf. Unless you have no shame. That's always a little uncomfortable. Like you're playing your ass off and you're so happy about it, but also you're like, I mean, I, I can't relate actually. I don't think I've ever gone that low below my handicap, but like it's got to be an awkward position where like, oh my God, I'm playing out of my mind, but also everyone's going to hate me for this and think I'm a total fraud. Like that's got to be sort of a, that, that's a tight spot. But yeah, interesting. Eighty four. Eighty four. How about that? I think that's some Romo would kill for an eighty four, I think, <laughs> in some of these events. How, um, did, how did his Calcutta go? You know? Well, yeah. So we were on we were on pins and needles. Aggressive WD watch for Saturday Romo if he's gonna WD from the Corn Ferry event to go play as Calcutta. Because they were terrible weather in Dallas Friday. I'm getting texts. We're getting intel. You know, it's going to be fascinating to see if he stays in the field of Corn Ferry event or he goes plays Bentry because he's not gonna he's not gonna make it. They get pushed to second round to Saturday because of weather. Stays in the field, finishes DFL. I guess his his partner at the Calcutta got the club champ, and they said my sources say 
it was an upgrade over Roma. This this person could could legitimately maybe give a have a you know put a scare into the KFT tour. Whereas Romo is just sort of ceremonial. Uh, he finished DFL down in Dallas. I think he was by like six shots. You know, but hey, yeah, he's there to he's there a sponsors exemption. We're talking about the Veritex Bank Open here at the start. So um, I wasn't expecting to talk about Romo. You know, off the top here. Yeah, where do you want to go first? You want to go to Zurich? I'm glad to hear your event went well, though. Hopefully, uh, it was fun. It was a great time. So it was was a perfect day. Great weather. Great, uh, great, you know, great competition. Should we start with the LA Open or should we start with the most recent Zurich? What would you like to talk about first? I let's talk about the LA Open. I'm going to be full disclosure. I didn't watch. I was. We had our event, so I didn't watch the final round. I've caught up on. I've read some articles. I've caught up on uh, on kind of what happened. Uh, Brooke Henderson, obviously great player, big win, uh, number eleven, ten. Wides her, ten wides yep. her margin of uh, winningest uh, Canadian player on mm-hmm. a major tour, and men or man or woman, and uh, I also heard that she was painfully slow. Yeah, I mean it was sort of a, a stark contrast to last uh, Saturday night in Hawaii where uh, Lydia Ko just flew around right they played i think it was like 338 this was mm-hmm. pushing five of course they were in threesomes you know this was not twos like uh in hawaii um it was windy-ish at times but yeah that that started i mean look let's talk about brooke henderson winning it was a great win she went on a birdie run she chipped in she started four back um mm-hmm. and she played her ass off and, and the best, the number one in the world, Jin Yun Ko playing in that group, and Jessica Corda, who might be the best player in the world this year. I know we're three, four months in. Maybe the best player in the world Nelly this year. Nelly might be. Nelly might be, too. There's an argument for her as well. But, uh, you know, so she she chased down and, and beat the best. But I hate to go against the, into the slow play, but that was certainly an element of, of the, the watch on Saturday night. Uh kind of culminating in the 18th, which is that par three where uh, Jin Young Ko, you know, teed up and was hitting and the ball was gone before Brooke Henderson was near the tee box, maybe not even off the 17th green. So, and you allegedly Jessica Corda also teed off before Henderson even got there too. So it was, it was, I mean, look, we've established that I have no life. I haven't seen these movies. I, ha- I can't play golf. I barely play golf. I got nowhere to be Saturday nights. Friday nights often the same thing. It's also a pandemic. I think hopefully soon I'll have a lot more places to be, but I am loving this. It is such a windfall. My kids get down. I love having golf, and I'm talking LPGA, any kind of golf. I've, I just and, and, of course, having a Lydia Ko, having a Jessica Corda, Jin Young Ko this week, then, of course, Brooke came from. Like, that helps. Having a Wilshire helped. But it is just such a delightful thing to have Friday and Saturday night to like well, you know you go plop down on the couch after a long day. It's such a great thing to have. Here's the thing, I was on the West Coast, so I didn't get the West Coast bump like sure. you usually do. And it's right when you're doing stuff versus if you're on the East Coast or Central, like it's like when you you can't do anything. It's night, so it's like yeah. you get a watch. Right. But this is the thing I think with golf and the way they schedule it. They schedule it for the majority of the season, right when everybody's doing stuff. Like, we need primetime golf. Like, if three half the country can watch it 
you know, population-wise, way more than half the country can watch it at night when they're done with all their daily, their daytime activities. That's a huge win for golf. Golf needs more primetime TV. Yeah, whether any tour, but certainly LPGA, this has been just so great to have. For me, I am an audience of one. I'm not trying to extrapolate it out, but it's been awesome for me to have have sort of waiting for me there at the end of the day, knowing it's going to be there. Um, Do you want some valuable words of wisdom that I've, I've been told that sure. Allegedly sure. Rang, rang true. Yes. Sir. Slow play will ruin your day. Yeah. That's what they say. Is that, are those the marching orders you, you give to your, you know, event signee uh, players? Yeah. Entrance. That's why- Okay. That's why I I, te- I put somebody on the clock via text uh, yesterday. No. Yeah. Like, was it aggressive or was it more like, haha? Said you know? I heard you. I heard you're slow. I heard you're being slow. But you're on the clock. Interesting. Yeah. Do you ask for all their phone numbers so you can text them, or it's someone you kind of know and had in that your was phone somebody book? I had the I had somebody in the group's phone number, okay. so I texted them. Let them know. Interesting. Interesting. I might, I may, I might come play one of these and just be deliberately slow. See how much, you, how much of a leash you'll give me, you'll get or pops. if you're just gonna pop me. Ah, uh, pops. <laughs> Maybe I'll come and just be a pops, face a play spotter. <laughs> just go zipping around in my car, hollering at people. Like, with just, I get a little taste of authority, get a little taste well, of power. The head pro was being really polite. Yeah, he was, and I said, "Listen, listen, don't be afraid to get in their ass." <laughs> Don't hurry the hell up. If they're okay, good. Well, but Brooke was somebody, not quick. Somebody needed to get in. You know, tell Brooke to just play faster. Yep, yep. Uh, Jessica Corda was the odds-on favorite, as far as I could tell, uh, and she just said she really struggled in the wind. She went whatever she went, sixty-three, sixty-four, incredible, and then sort of regressed on uh, Saturday night final round. She went sixty-four, sixty-five. I should say sixty-eight. But uh, couldn't figure it out in the wind, she said. Hit an amazing shot into 18, stuffed it close, like every both Friday and Saturday. But uh, she needed Henderson uh, to not be able to get up and down. And, you know, Brooke hit a ridiculous shot from that, whatever it is, gully, that mm-hmm. ditch left of the 18th green, and, and got the win. Uh, They're more going of that, to Singapore, though, Singapore next week. I know. What is that? That's not the. That's not prime time. That's overnight. That's like yeah, middle of the night feeding the baby, sort of watch. Maybe you'll get a little bit. Or or end of the bar watch. You know, you're at the sure. bar. Depends on where you are in the time, your life. On. You know, time one on go. watch. Uh, next, let's go to uh, Zurich, the Zurich Classic. The Australians, the Australians win it. Land down under. Cam Smith, Mark Leishman beat the. South African duo of Louis Tazen and Charles Schwartzel, hot Charles as you call him, uh, in a playoff. It was a bit of a pillow fight, gag fest, puke fest, uh, poor play. You know, bogeys on 17 smashed. They hit a. They made pars and regulation on 18. Uh, uh, that's par five. And then you know they they stick with alternate shot for the first playoff hole and Louis blocks one into that like was the middle of the lake. Not not the you know, they didn't get never, bounced. Didn't, never a I chance. Mean, <laughs> it's a no doubter. I mean, it was like, so well, bad that he had to re tee. Re tee, yeah, that it crossed. Yeah, 
It was horrible. I, I, I tweeted this. But I mean, they still had a ch- chance up until like the, the green. They're still putting to like maybe. I mean, force another hole. It's ridiculous. I think the tour. I think the tours put a hex on on the UPS players. I believe it now. Since they put the embargo, no U, new UPS sponsored players in 2017. Since in, in 2017 on, Westy, Louie, lots of close calls, no wins on, on, the PGA Tour, on PGA Tour sanctioned events. It's a valid... It's a valid theory. I wonder if it has more to do with those two individuals and, and where they how they tend to show up when it matters i i don't know I, I it could be a hex i could see them i could even see some sort of doping mechanical sort of chicanery going on here that that well, prevents them i who knows what's out there Lou, who knows Lou who's pulling the down strings? in there's voodoo and stuff down in new orleans who knows they might have hired a voodoo guy for the playoff to get <laughs> louis to hit that shot I mean, they, Leishman and Smith uh, they were almost made bogey. They were like, yeah, uh, who they knows? Were like, they made par, but th- that putt would have been way harder if it was for. Yeah. for right. He's, <laughs> right. Right. Louis couldn't make anything. I mean, yeah, it was, it was Louis, tough. It was awful. They, they, they gave it away down the stretch. I thought all of a sudden maybe Richie Wierinski and Peter Uline were going to you know post it early and post. I thought even Keegan Bradley and like true Zurich classic like this would really honor the history of the event if Keegan Bradley and Brendan Steele won that would be extreme like TPC or Louisiana Keith, type Keith, winner no like offense. Brian Stewart and that they would just really uphold the tradition of this event if they had won but we have the Aussie deal. Any of the, if it was Wierinski, Uline, Horschel, Burns, Mitchell, Snedeker, or Bradley Steele, it would have been like, what? how did that happen? Um, where are you with this event? I, I think it has a clear identity now, just by the fact that they've made it the only team event. But TPC Louisiana, I don't know, doesn't do a lot for me. I know it's a Pete Dye. I we I played it at my bachelor party. I've said this story before. I don't remember a whole of it, and it's not because I was under the influence or drunk. I, I just I don't remember it. I just it's because it wasn't windy. It's, it's it was not just, the way it was designed to play was was forgettable. It was designed to be no wind and forgettable. Uh, there's alligators. Where are you with this event as a whole in terms of uh, it? Just. It's still in the Catalan zone, formerly the McAtee zone. Jim Nance only goes to New Orleans for Saints games and occasional and Final, Final Four at the Super <laughs> Superdome. He's, he's still not going to this. But uh, the Catalan zone, where are you with this? I Like we talked about on Friday, the best ball is so slow. It's, it's arduous. Yeah. It's awful. Yeah. There, there's no drama at all with it. The alternate shot's great. So, sure. lean into the alternate shot. Alternate shot is such a great format of the game. Everybody in America is so afraid to play it. We play it in our events, and everybody's so hesitant about it. And then after they play it, they're like, that was so fun. That was, that was a great time. I'm really happy we played alternate shot. It's like there's this stigma, and it's the best format. It's like they actually work as a team. The, the pace of play zips around, even though I kind of thought the, the, that last group was slow. Yeah, it was a little bit of a sloggy, oh. a little sloggy. Yeah, we were we were driving from uh, Ohio. We were we had a five hour drive, and I had it on, and I was watching it in the back seat, and uh, it was like 
I was like, God, they're, they're on 12. Like it's like, <laughs> and then like all the other guys that were in the mix were finished up. And then all the other guys shit the bed completely, you know? But yeah. like the thing about alternate shot is there's such swings. Like there's so much like the, uh, yeah. the, the potential, the problem with best ball is the potential for a, a blow up is like never there because it's on a golf course. Mm-hmm. That these guys like a bad round, even parcel. It's like, you know, the, having both the chance of both the guys being out of it are so low, so small. Like this best ball would be a better format at like Austin, where we saw the final match of uh, Horschel and Scheffler just shit, shitting all over themselves. You know, <laughs> playing like shit. You know, that would have been a. a, a, a a place where best ball would be a little bit more interesting because there's trouble all over the place. But uh-huh. at Louisiana, there's it's just like kind of like whatever. But Alderman shot it brings it all in. Like that playoff would have sucked if it was uh, if it was best ball because Louis Charles would have hot Charles would hit it in play. He would have made part. They would have gone back and done it all over again. Best ball sucks. Okay, I I, I can get, but I. They can't make it. I saw Jeff Shackelford posted, should they make it all or net shot all the way through, picking off of a no laying up tre- tweet about it just being all or net shot all the way through. I mean, they, like, sounds good. I don't know that they can do that, maybe. I don't know. It would be great, I guess. But it seems like they'd go to these Rip guys. Rip the Band-Aid throw, off. Throw, throw a fit, though. Yeah. <laughs> Billy Hope would be like, whoa, 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 whoa. No way. You know? I, thought, I thought the event was fine uh, the way it was. You know, I I make millions of dollars doing things one oh, way. So wh- why are we changing? Why are we changing this? You know, I think hey. the pack should have a vote on it. What do you make of it? Kim Smith is going to have a much better career than Mark Leishman when it's all said and done. Is that a fair take? Where who, who are you more bullish on? Ah, this you know they both show up at majors. They both had. They know, show Smith, up in a certain way. I mean, I get Cam, kind of Aussie I mean, Matt Kuchar vibe from Mark Leishman. Yeah, he he does. You know, he's got six wins. Kuchar's got nine, and players. He's, wait, you're you know, counting this one as a win? Yeah, I mean, whatever they count it. Yeah. I don't think they should count it just because his ass got dragged around by a, a Cam Smith. I mean, he gets. He obviously shows up at a ton of majors. Got in the playoff at St. Andrews. Plays the Masters always very well. I, I don't know. I, I, I that's not to say his game is similar. I'm just. I get sort of a. He's just always there kind of thing with like Matt Kuchar. It doesn't maybe win except, as much. For except for last time. fall, then he was nowhere. He was lost a little bit, right? Yeah, yeah. The yeah. DFL uh, string. Oh. But, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but he was. <laughs> so he got in the thirty, right? He didn't get. He got to Atlanta, I believe, right? I I still think he's in the Swedish pancake zone. Him and Rick are kind of bad. Well, I don't count this as an official win, so he's still got five <laughs> okay. wins. I just I I think Cam Smith's going to win a major. I mean, I know those Cam are hard Smith, to win. But, here's the but. thing too: is Cam Smith finished uh, third when he was twenty-one in a major, which is like a really good sign. Chambers. Yeah. yeah, and then just decided to go party with his mates. Apparently, he was so happy about it, and you know, forgot about golf for a couple of years, and now he's L- back. A little bit of uh, Carlos Franco uh, similarities, tendencies. I got an update from a caddy or a former caddy on the Champions Tour. So, like, the best thing about Carlos Franco is he speaks 
five languages and is like conversant in like three others. And so he oh, might be like I the most intelligent, five, yeah. intelligent player on tour. Like, cause he's, he can speak five and can like be conversant in three others. So, um, all right. Anything else on the, the, I don't know my Austin. I don't, I'm not trying to rankle any, you know, ruffle any feathers there, but that's I, yeah, I can see, I can see the Kuchar thing. You know, he, he kind of bats it around. <laughs> Poops it out. Takes there. it the other way. Goes the other way with the. <laughs> it's got opposite field wall power, maybe. Um, all right. The, this also. He's not a slap hitter, but. Bats it he's like a, he's kind of like Brady Anderson pre steroids. <laughs> I don't think anybody even remembers what Brady Anderson was other than the steroid year. Like, ooh, that's his entire identity now. Um, all right. Uh, also, a notable thing from this weekend at Zurich, rowdy-ass crowd. The light the candle. Horrible. The, all that shit. Oh, back. it was awful. All, all, everything was being, it was like they were trying to be as awful as they could and yell everything that's just so obnoxious. I saw um, Harry Arnett, who's a former executive of Callaway, now runs Municipal, got video of it. I go to his Twitter account of like, you always hear the Baba Booey, but there's one guy in the background just holding, like looking like the biggest oaf. And that you can hear it on the broadcast and you can see his face as he's shouting it. And it was just like, this is the guy who yells it. It's just the perfect image that this was would be the guy that would yell that. And I was dying when I saw that video. He, he, he caught him, picked him out in the background. Baba Booey. It's like, you always hear it. You never actually put the face with it. And th- this was perfect. So It was, was rowdy. I mean, it's coming back. The fans are back. So. There were so many mashed potatoes. There were so many just... <laughs> I heard the one guy saying, playoffs. <laughs> yeah, I heard that too. It was not a good. It was it was a you know it was a great day to, to be on the on the fe, on the side of the golf better without fans <laughs> with no fans. Yeah, sure, sure. All right, that's enough on the Zurich. I you know th- these weeks after the Masters have always been slow for me. I, Never I had really one more question. Me. Okay, uh, go. listeners' uh, submission from uh, Cody uh, Westerland. All right. Can you and Brendan please give us a breakdown on Monday's pod on the outlandish number of alligators on the course at the Zurich Classic? At one point, old men in golf course were escorting a mama gator back to the water like a sheep dog herding. And you think about how preposterous it is that a professional sports organization expects a player to perform his job with an alligator 12 feet away like Cameron Champ did on 18 on Saturday. Champ's caddy didn't even go down there to protect him. Well, I mean, this is what we do every year. This is the Mecca. This is we take the Mecca of gator content. This is where, you know... Social media producers, they flock, they make their pilgrimage to TPC Louisiana, and they, they are rewarded in kind with alligator content. We had Tripod. I, I think Tripod may have you know, bit the dust and gone off to the great alligator heaven in the sky. I don't know. They had uh, John Peterson you know, shoeing one with the rake. You know, it might be a 
you know, wildlife violation nowadays. I don't know. That this is just what happens. This is I think I think Cody makes a great point. Cody covers sports himself, but like it's ridiculous. They're playing for seven million dollars and you gotta hit a shot with an alligator right next to you. How are you with that yourself? When you oh, get, I mean, I'm you've fucking, been playing in the I'm swamp. No, nowhere near it alligators. Gets to you, Any right? alligator, I'm not going yeah. in there. I don't go look for balls in in the brush. Like, but I'm I mean, if you're on a there. bank and there's like, oh, you I know, wouldn't go anywhere near it. I, I'm not getting eaten by an alligator. I'm not getting bit. <laughs> I'm a, I'm a Yankee. I'm not <laughs> neither bit nor eaten. That's good. That, that I told the it. story about the the alligator in Humboldt Park in Chicago, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's why we deal with these things. We're going to bring somebody up from the swamp to pay him 20 grand to remove the little baby alligator. I'm not messing around with that. I think it's ridiculous, actually, that when I think about it, when I take a step back, it's absurd that you're playing for $7 million and there's an alligator two feet away from you. Like or twelve feet. It's a good point when you think about it. Like, how could you focus on hitting the shot? Like, I know hitting that shot, I wouldn't be focused on the shot. I'd be focused on hitting the ball as quickly as I possibly could and getting out of the way of the alligator. Well, presumably, if you're at this professional sporting event with thousands of people around, presumably security forces with firearms and things, you know, if the gator gets you, he's not going to get very far before help. Runs in. I don't know how I many mean, bullets. You gotta have a little a peace gator, of mind. <laughs> how many bullets do you think you need to put in a gator well, to put him down? Like, I don't know. I, these are definitely do you not. Think that, do you think subject the security matter, guard? Which, here's the other thing. Do you think the security guard that's getting paid like ten dollars an hour is gonna jump in and try and uh, save you from the gator? No. You know, some New Orleans police officers. There, there's or some. You know, the guy yelling Baba Booey probably wrestles gators for a living on the side. You know, half these yahoos screaming mashed potatoes would get gladly roll around in the swamp with it. I would think. I don't know. But I'm saying, I just, I think you're all right playing a professional event. I know, I get, it is an interesting point now that you say about it. $7 million, why do they got to play with this nerviness, this gate? When I play at a course that has gators and my ball's on the bank, like I'm, I'm not crazy about it. I don't. I. I don't. I think it's going to come out of the water and just take me. I don't like doing that. Who wants to get bit by a gator? No one. No one. All right. Anything else on the Zurich? They had walk-up music. It's great to have that back. I've, we'll do I'm more sorry. of that I next year. I apologize that I got didn't do any more. I had a busy week. I had a bunch of submissions too. It would have been easy, but it's hard to cut the audio and and do. The You're whole too worried. Song with, you got dance. you got handicap issues going on. Your your gatekeeping duties on handicaps at your events. You got scandals popping off left and right. You, you got other things on your mind. Um, all right, where else do we want to go? KFT. We've already, we've given Tony Romo his just desserts. Uh, Tyson, Tyson Alexander wins. Hey, Tyson, the Veritex Bank Championship. We had an email. Uh, emailer Tim McKenney, who played uh, or was his roommate in college, uh, said Tyson. I think he's he's been on tour a good amount now, maybe a decade or so. I think his first win. His caddy was Will Strickler, who made it to the tour and gave it up, but is in town and just took the bag for the week. Uh, so, congrats to Tyson Alexander, one of those kind of I don't know, super talented college kids. It took a while, and you know. Hard work pays off with a professional win on the KFT tour. I also saw Taylor Pendrith 
uh, is crossed the thir- certain threshold that he will definitely be getting his card. So he's been out here since I want to say 2014. He turned pro. Another Canadian. You know, hey, we'll have get you lots heard of- that Tyson's dad's buddy Alexander? Did you know that? You sure? Allegedly. I'm trying, to, I'm trying to think of another Alexander. I couldn't come up with it off the top of my head. Joe Alexander well, I, from West just, Virginia. Yeah. I was thinking of the senator from Tennessee, Lamar Alexander. I, I couldn't come up with a good one, though. Um, all right. So, yeah, congrats to Tyson Alexander. Hey, let me ask you a question. What? Tyson Alexander, 6'1", 180. Okay. Where is this going? If you're named Tyson, I think you've got to be a big guy. And I, I think he's right on the verge of being too small to be named Tyson. Six one, what was it? One eighty. I think, I think you got to be at least six three to be named Tyson. Hmm. I got to think of some Tysons. Tyson Chandler obviously would qualify as a big boy. I'm sure there's some runt Tyson named Tyson out there. I just think right? it's a it's a name that's got to accompany a, an authoritative. It connotes know, size. A, connotes yeah. a big big boy. Okay, okay, that's interesting. All right, six one one eighty does not qualify as big in my book. No. All right, all right. Maybe he'll have to change his name then if he wants to make it. You know, past you know into the FedEx Cup and out of Corn Ferryville. All right, so that's the Veritex you know, Bank Championship. Do you know what his grandfather is named? No. Skip. Oh. You know, he played on two Ryder Cup teams. Okay. Who's the best skip of all time? Skip Kendall? Is he the best golfing skip? Well, listen to this. Skip Alexander, this is per the PGA Tour media guide here, played on the 49-51 Ryder Cup teams. Yeah. He won three times on tour, and his career was cut short due to a plane crash where he what? was the only survivor. Oh, my God. Ugh. It's pretty that's wild. terrible. Yeah, that's terrible. Um, all right, so congrats to Tyson Alexander. Big win. I don't know. That course sounded like, you know, super easy. And Romo went 76, 77 or whatever. We don't need to drive by Tony <laughs> Romo again. Although can I, I, can I you read you tell. something on the PGA Tour website? Yeah, I love it. This is our podcast. You just read, read the tour website. They have all these got? summaries now of like all their years of their career. It's all driven so that they rank higher in SEO. So some other, you know, this is what, this is why they do this. So they get the Google traffic. Yeah, you got to fill up the daily. This might might be a bot writing this, you know? Yeah, probably. So so 2018 season, this is a a recap of the the Argentinian Open. He kept his remarkable streak of consistency alive, earning his fifth top 10 of the season while making the cut in all 15 tournaments he played. Is that really remarkably consistent? Five top tens. Five top tens in fifteen events. He made the cut in everyone. Is that right? On the Latin American tour, <laughs> it's like consistent. Re- re- remarkably, remarkably, con- remarkably consistent. Would yeah, you can lose the advert then. <laughs> Fine, get rid of, get rid of it. 
remarkably this is the bot writing this has to be the bot it seems a little too verbose for the bot it seems a little too eloquent for the bot i don't know if the bot has that kind of skill remarkable remarkable streak of consistency would be like he he finished in the top 10 at a minimum 10 of the 15 events right yeah yeah that sounds right okay fine keep reading that tour website see tell me what else you find all right uh i learned learned some stuff about uh, tyson alexander skip skip i didn't know about skip i knew about buddy yeah if he if he hits a big skip could kind of become like frank strafacci i think potentially all right on the european tour the grand canaria lopasan open garrick higo wins it's a second win garrick higo he's he's from south africa might be coming for that louis charles you know throne he went to UNLV, turned pro as a sophomore year. He's now won twice on the European Tour. He's probably going to make the PGA. He's probably be in the top 100. He won the uh, Portugal Open last fall, which is kind of like a joint challenge tour, European Tour event. And now he wins in uh, Grand Canaria. Like, I mean, this was a par 70, 6,700-yard course. They were just lighting it up. I mean, we had Maximilian Kiefer. Shot the round of the day, 62 on Sunday. But Higo went 65, 64, 63, 63 to get to, uh, I think, 25 under. I love this leaderboard. You got Maximilian. You got Higo. You got great names on top. You got Pispair. (laughs) Dick Bland. (laughs) Yeah. That's that's great. Did you watch a lot of this, the Grand Canary Open? I didn't watch any of it. You say they were putting pebbles and rocks in the yes, in the, in the posts in the drainage curbs so that the ball would stop instead of just going two hundred yards down the hill. So we saw one of them do it. I forget who did it. Maybe that's Otter a way we could or... uh, we could slow down. You know, golf architects could get more creative. You know, since it's their fault that the, that all the players are hitting it so far. They could start putting rocks in the fairways that reject balls back like 30 yards sometimes. Sometimes it hits one spot, shoots forward. Sometimes it shoots it right, left. You know, Like some of these break walls you get at lakes yeah. and things like that. Mm-hmm. Okay, interesting. All right. That may be what we do to combat the distance. I have nothing else on the European tour. Garrett Kigo, though, he might be a guy. He might be one of my guys I'm going to start riding like a George Katsia type way. 21. Yeah. When we go to PGA, he's there. I may be following Higo for a round or do you, two. Do you think so. he's going to be there? That sounded like he was going to get in the top 100. If you're in the top 100, you get in. So, um, Have you consulted Nosferatu? I have not. I have not. Let's see. But he's won twice since August, uh, since September. So. This is good radio. Uh, yeah. All right. That's it. That does it for results. Oh, if you want to do college. Oh, Higo's Vandy. 65. He might be playing uh, WGC soon. There you go. He's almost into the the uh, cash grab. Yep. All right, other results. Danny, Danny Von Tonder is going to be there, too. Should we use our credential to ask him why he does IE instead of Y? <laughs> yeah. Go bother him. It's like, I'd like to request Danny Van Tonder for an interview. They bring him out. They talk to him about his name. That might go well. All right. 
Uh, elsewhere, Vandy wins the men's SEC championship. I think that was at Sea Island. They beat Arkansas by a shot. So Brentley Romine was chronicling it. The kid from Arkansas lipped out and tried to do a baton but boy routine, and he dropped it right in the yeah. middle of the green. And that's the difference between college and the pros. I mean, yeah. PGA Tour University has a seminar. It's a, it's a seminar on baton twirling where you catch it. And it's taught by Billy, I would say, maybe. <laughs> I so. forgot who captured it from PGA Tour Live, but I loved the the video yeah. of, of Billy balancing his, his uh, putter by his grip uh, upright on his hand. It's incredible. While his partner was putting out. He's just always working, always improving himself every minute. That's what a good baton boy does. Good drum major. <laughs> Uh, the PGA Club Professional, PGA Professional Championship down at Port St. Lucie. Omar coming. Omar Uresti is T2. He's four under. We're going to see his ass at Kiowa. Well, I might be following him all four or, or all two at Kiowa. Just just round by round recaps. I'm going to be a bot writing about Omar Uresti This is uh, um, this is one. This is the event where they're just screwing over all the northern pros, making them play I mean, right out of spring. You know, none of them have even played. Bermuda. Yeah. Not on their grasses. Yeah. It's on the Wanamaker and Ryder Cup course. The Dumpy Fazios at PGA Golf Club. Uh, (laughs) No offense. I didn't mean to drive by the place that so many fine PGA professionals retire at, but. Okay. All right. Frank Benzel Jr. is your is your uh, leader. That will be on TV, I think, Monday night on Golf Channel, four to seven. If you want to watch a little PGA Professional National, you know a lot of names you're familiar with. Alex Beach, I see if, Danny Balin was in there. Ben Kern, that that Husky boy from uh, Texas who stole our hearts and minds at Bellarive. So Rod Perry, of course, he's T six. If you want, if you want somebody to root for, Rod the Brits, of course. What, Chicago, na- uh, Chicago area pro, not a native, an Aussie, Aussie native, Travis Johns, one of one of the all-time storytellers. He was a phenom growing up in Australia, like with the likes of uh, Adam Scott and uh, Badley. Uh, he didn't, you know, he's he's a teaching pro at Medina, okay. but all-time storyteller. Uh, he's T34. Okay. All right. We'll keep an eye on him, maybe, Monday night. Uh, elsewhere, I think that's it on, on results. Oh, women's four ball going on. US, USGA, I think. Uh, first USGA championship of the year, I believe. Uh, that's going on at Merido. That will continue into this week. I was I asked the question like why are they playing this as all the conference championships are going on NCAA is coming up next, and I was told uh, Brentley told me like they do it on purpose. Yes, it's they, not they supposed to be a wanna, college event. Yeah, I think the leaders are like thirteen and fourteen years old. A uh, girl from Ohio, Texas, the team because they didn't want like college teammates just joining yeah. up and beating the crap out. Well, of this everybody. this event was uh, replaced the state team event which was mostly like a mid-am event so this uh this was not intended they've had some college winners but and especially last but yeah so they because i guess the men's also is usually upright against ncaa's same time mm-hmm. as that too they just don't want so keep an eye on that that's going on at merida um all right news tiger resurfaces 
post a picture. First authorized picture. I guess semi-authorized. I don't think we've seen anything else. But standing out there on his course, taken, you know, with a toaster. I don't know what kind of camera took this picture. It looked like it, yeah. It's just some other appliance captured this image. The catnip of uh, him out watching Charlie play, which yeah, aggregation station. He looked he looked a lot better than I ever thought. He's in a walking boot, but it was good to see a picture of him. Just in general, I guess he's building some new course in his backyard too. He said, "What he's coming along faster than his course, or the course is coming along faster than he is." I forget what the caption was, Mm -hmm. but a lot of redoing it, ripping it up, redoing it. I wonder who he got out there to do that. He's Maybe got uh, so restoration. I, uh, he has the wasn't it a former guy at Augusta that t- takes care of the turf or something like yeah, that. Yeah, he's got uh, he's I think he might he's he's got a great superintendent that just takes okay. care of his course. It, it's not like his course. It's like want to share, but go ahead. Mm-hmm. All right, I'm All not. Right. I'll just leave it at that. Don't spill the beans. Yeah, you don't need to be out there throwing catnip out for everybody. you know you um, some swamp scoop maybe in the future. Yeah. Uh, and then, last but not least, I think we should start a new segment for news. This week in PIP, what was the thirstiest PIP attempt? I mean, because it's flowing out there. Yeah, Am I nominee for this this week in Kepka? You think that's it? Uh, maybe. I mean, he chummed the waters, and he's probably going to get the biggest payoff. But my mine is JT is really oh, uh, God, very transparent, this. very yeah, transparent what videos. he's going for. He did something with calves and tagged in Phil, thinking calf, you know, Phil would then bite on that. He did something the day he wore a t- TB12 hat, tagged yeah. in Tom Brady. It's the only hat I had, <laughs> and of course Brady regrams it, you know, and there goes the impressions because Tom Brady's a very popular athlete. It seems like. He's very thirstily going for it. He's telling just kind of wandering, rambling stories about playing Zurich that never really went anywhere. It seems like JT is uh, noticeably going for it. The, he's, he's my first uh, thirst award for this week in PIP. New segment here. The thirst, so. I, like, I like who's thirsty. <laughs> there are a lot of options. A lot of no, options this week. Billy Ho. Thir- thirst bucket of the week. <laughs> They want JT, that pip, the first yeah. bucket of the week. Ricky's His, doing more. It just more. comes off so inauthentic. So, like, inauthentic. Well, he's clearly, he tags in Tom Brady. He tags in Phil. It's just clearly what he's going for. So, um, all right. That's all I got. It's a good little Monday episode. We talked a lot about it, random stuff. You have anything else you want to say before we sign off? Nothing else. This was brought to you by BixbyCoffee.com. Please go subscribe was, to the Shotgun Miles, Miles Bixby boy won the closest to the pin. Oh, he did? He won the Imperial closest to the pin. He won a $50 uh, Imperial gift card. Stuck it to like seven feet. Whoa. Why didn't you water. lead with this? <laughs> yeah. Congrats Miles. to Miles. Big supporter of the podcast. Friend of the program. So go to BixbyCoffee.com. It's the one thing the 27 didn't win. <laughs> how do you how many score how do you get a 27 i mean i guess like 
I don't know. I guess it's just whatever. All right. How does the 27 shoot an 84? He made like a big number too. It's like closer to 79 than 84 when you. Oh, God. Jeez. All right. Go to thebixbycoffee.com. Support the shotgun start blend. Westy Island blends are light roast. Uh, they are. They keep the uh, the podcast running, literally. All right. Everyone enjoy your Mondays. We'll be back Wednesday. What's the event this week? What do we have? I don't even know where we're going. Wells Fargo? I think. No, that's next week. Oh, Valspar. New Valspar. Oh, spot. Valspar. So, all right. Everyone enjoy your Mondays. We'll be back with you on Wednesday.